pop the gang limelight. Now the rest of the world heavyweight champion. Make sure you tune into your Lions vlog every week. You heard it here first. Straight from Poppy. Hey, what's going on, YouTube? It's your boy, Poppy. Back podcast. Shame on you. Shame on you. My name is Ella Indy and I'm one half of the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champion. And I'm Kimsey Page, the other half of the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champion. And you better go listen to the Alliance vlog. What is it called? Podcast. Period. You're ugly. Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. Are you ready? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm building an alliance. God bless the internet. Okay, let's party. It's showtime. It's time for the Alliance Guys Podcast with your hosts Kevin Frazier, Jaden, DKM, and Jay Cal. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Alliance Guys Podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. My name is Jay Cal, and with me is none other than D. K.M. Welcome to the show, pal. How are you? Good. I'm checking out this new site about the NWA. And, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Just a joke. Uh, a, anyway. a nude site? <laughs> new. Oh. All right. What's it called? Alliance-wrestling.com? Sure, that works for me. <laughs> so what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We uh, we have a, a little bit different of a uh, episode for you guys today because, of course... Uh, there was no episode of Power this week, and I'm actually, you know, DK, you and I were talking offline. Uh, there was basically like a podcast episode, and it was uh, it was Billy sitting down with uh, Austin Idol, and they were breaking kayfabe. They were talking some history, memories, and and all of that with Austin Idol's career in the world of professional wrestling, dating back to his time starting in Florida and new york and working with dusty and and i found the episode extremely fascinating i thought that was a great um a great program that the nwa has produced probably the best thing billy has done uh since uh you know he's been kind of the sole proprietor here of the nwa what did you think dkm i know you said you didn't watch it all but what did you think of what you did see uh Better than any of the wrestling they've put out recently. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's kind of a low bar. I've seen a lot of people really liked it, and I can't say I'm in that boat. Okay. I I can say I thought it was good for what it was. All right. And 
it was one of the few times where I could listen to Austin Idol as long as I did and only get slightly annoyed instead of fully annoyed. Well, you know, he wasn't over the top like he normally was. You know, it was a, it was a, a pretty muted uh, Austin Idol. And I felt like that was probably the most real version of Austin Idol we've ever had. Yeah, and I think it is. And, of course, uh, we were talking about his favorite topic. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, and uh, Idol, Idol's in the wrestling world is very good at getting himself over. Of course, yeah. Unfortunately, that's no longer his job to get himself over. <laughs> his job is to get the product and the guys he's managing over, and he has mixed success with that. Uh, but yeah, you know, just the show to sit down and and listen to him talk, and you know, of course, he was has some early NWA history in Georgia and Florida and even Mid-Atlantic and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he was wrestling Ric Flair before anybody really knew or cared who Ric Flair was. Ooh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, that's... It It was interesting to hear the stories. Uh for somebody like me, this probably could have been like a 20 minute show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, eh, let's, let's go back. Let's hit the highlights of your career. And then, you know, and this is partly because it's Austin Idol and I didn't watch him a lot and don't know a lot about him. I mean, I, I do remember seeing him in the eighties and I just remember he annoyed me back then. <laughs> And so I suppose if you were if you were part of the Memphis crew and you grew up and he was a major part of your wrestling history, you, you probably enjoyed it a lot more than I did. So and I think maybe that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did, because um, I wasn't familiar with with that time. I wasn't familiar with his work in uh I mean, I, I I've seen like bits and pieces, but like predominantly, Austin Idol was already done wrestling by the time I was aware of who he was. So to kind of get that backstory, I thought was really cool, and it kind of again put a spotlight on somebody I didn't really know a whole lot about. I knew Idol from his time in in you know in the Continental and stuff like that, but uh, I wasn't very familiar with how he broke into the business. I wasn't very familiar with. Uh, I, I didn't know about his uh, partnership with Dusty for the short time or, or what the work he was doing up in uh, New York. So all of that was kind of new information for me. Um, but the thing I kept thinking as I was watching it is, you know, there's been so many legends that have stepped through the uh, NWA ring in this lightning one era. And I'm talking about uh, we had Dory Funk Jr. Uh, make appearances. We've had uh Gosh, uh, we we had uh, Jeff Jarrett make appearances. We've had um, Barry Windham, we, James J. Dillon. We've had uh, Tommy Rich. So wild, right, Wildfire, Tommy Rich, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Ric Flair, and I'm just thinking to myself, man, this is such a to me. And, and maybe we disagree on this, and that's okay. I think this is a great top, a great program, a great thing to continue doing. 
in addition to power and surge and and usa and everything else this to me is very organic programming and maybe this could replace a power surge or a usa surge on a more regular basis but you've had so many big talents big name guys already come through that door i gosh i wish i think it's a missed opportunity that they haven't been doing this before uh, but with any luck, maybe they'll continue to do these, and maybe we'll see some of the guys. Uh, you know, it, as we're talking, I'm like, oh, Ricky Morton. Uh, uh, we had Jim Cornette. We had the Midnight Express, both Bobby, Dennis, and uh, I think they even had Stan Lane uh, appear at one point. Um, then we also had uh, uh, Magnum TA, you know. Uh, so there's so many great talents uh, that have, you know, legends that have been a part of the nwa oh god i feel like it's such a missed opportunity i could handle seeing it like once a month either in replacement or in addition to their normal their normal programming but i i will say i will say you might if you're going to do this continuously you might need a mix of your bigger legends and you know no offense to idol but he's not the biggest but you know maybe your bigger legends and then almost in a reverse thing maybe some of the people who are wrestling now i mean i think that type of thing would go well for uh trevor murdoch oh yeah and talk about you know coming up through harley races uh, training program and his time in uh, WWE because I think it was already E by the time he was there. And uh, it's just, I, I, I think it could be a value. I mean, look, it could even look at somebody like, you know, your best friends, the, the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're newer to the thing, stuff like that. You know, who are your inspirations? What, what you got? You know, the 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 art of the shoot interview, right? The shoot videos. That I mean, if some of us will jump back in the time machine, remember when uh, before Ring of Honor was a thing? Um, I forgot his name. Rob, oh, what's his name? Um, the person that founded I know Ring you're of talking Honor, about, but I don't know his name. Yeah, the person who founded Ring of Honor literally started uh, with shoot interviews. And they would bring in talent to do these shoot interviews. And that those shoot interviews basically funded the beginning of Ring of Honor, I, I think. Unless yeah, yeah he was a DVD guy. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm saying that I don't need necessarily shoot interviews. Like I don't want, you know, I don't want to hear Ric Flair taking a shit on everybody. But I would like to hear, like, you know, if you had some of these more legendary wrestlers and some of these more well-known names in the WWE doing these interviews, not only are you creating content for the NWA and the NWA fans, uh, there it is, Rob Feinstein, uh, Mike and Jeremy both pointed that out. Uh, Yeah, Rob Feinstein, uh, you know, I'll pretend you said she was 18. Uh, They – you guys, you guys know about Rob. You know what that's about. I'm not gonna say anything more about that. Um, but there's a reason. Uh, there's a reason he wasn't involved in ROH after so long. Uh, but uh, but uh, to the to the point, I'm just. I think there's value in that kind of content, and I think um, 
if they continue to produce content like that. So like you kind of a hybrid of what you said and what a hybrid of what they're doing, you know, just having these interviews where it's a person face to face. And I think it's important to have Billy Corgan be the one doing it because then it's kind of a different take. It's not, it's not the guy who proclaims to be a journalist doing the interview or, or somebody like Gary Horn. It's freaking the lead singer of smashing pumpkins. Where what are you trying to say there, Jay? A I'm just or somebody, like, huh? or somebody like Gary Horn. You saying Gary Horn's not a journalist, Jay? Is that what no, no, no. <laughs> well, Gary. I, okay, so full disclosure, you guys know Gary works for the NWA. I, I mean, it's not an outsider. It's not somebody who's working within. It's the actual owner, and and on top of that, I mean, he's a rock star. So you're getting a different slant on that kind of an interview. Um, I, I really think that I, I think there's could be a market for that. And like I said, it just, it's creating value. Like they're creating this library, you know, um, at some, who said it? I heard somebody say it today. Might've been Bully Ray Dudley. Uh, Might've been uh, Dave LaGreca from Busted Open. But they said like, you know, the, the library is really where the value is with the WWE because everybody's trying to create content and get content. And I think with the limited uh, you know, the, the, the NWA over the last five years has created a lot of content, but something like uh, those those interviews is like an evergreen content. It's always going to have uh, somebody can always be interested in watching a, a video like that. I think it's a really good way to go, and I hope they continue doing it. That's what I'm basically saying. Tell me how you really feel. I really feel like this was the best thing that Billy has done Uh where he showed his face in the NWA, you know, that look now that I 100% agree with. I, I, I don't need to see Billy Corgan arguing with wrecking ball Ligurski about taking this new and improved U S championship. But if I've got Billy Corgan, the pro wrestling fan sitting there talking about the nostalgia, talking about wrestling's past with a talent like Austin idol or maybe they could get somebody like a, a Tolly Blanchard or an Arn Anderson. Or, you know, I, look, I know a lot of these guys are under contract with rival wrestling organizations, and it doesn't necessarily need to be Arn Anderson, but maybe it could be somebody like a Tolly Blanchard or a Magnum TA or an Iron Sheik. I, I, you know, just somebody that we maybe don't get a lot of face time with. I don't think Iron Sheik would. Well, oh, I, I, I think the, I think he would demonetize his video so much he'd probably lose the last five years of income on NWA. Maybe Kakushi says there's a difference between creating content and creating good content. And Kakushi, you are correct. I think this is good content. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Make up your own mind and come back here next week and tell me I'm a moron. That's fine. I'll, I'll take it, but. I, I really felt well, I mean let's be honest, they could come back and tell you you're a moron and have nothing to do with the show. This is this is true. I mean look, DKM is not a liar. DKM is a lot of things, but he's not a liar. Very true. Um Mike says, I'll admit Billy needs to show his role. It was if he was trying to outmark or outstar idol in the video. I, I did kind of feel a little bit of that too. Um Mike, I, I did because I felt like there was it like he would kind of direct uh the interview, but like on camera, and it's like hey, maybe don't 
direct the person while you're interviewing them. You maybe you cut that up later. You know, you've got a director, you've got a producer, you've got guys who are capable of chopping that up to make it cleaner. I don't feel like you need to have that. But like uh, again, how hard would it be to just while uh, everyone's you know doing the meet and greets or or pre-production or post-production, just putting Billy in a room with somebody and a camera and letting them talk some wrestling from the seventies, sixties, eighties. 90s 2000s i mean hell i would love to hear uh I, I would love to hear billy right talk to somebody like dan severin about what was it like being nwa world's champion when nobody even knew that the nwa was still around very true and i think uh i mean to the criticisms of billy i i agree with a lot of them but i am going to cut him this this small amount of slack and that is, I think this is kind of the first time he's really doing anything like this. And it takes a while for everybody to get comfortable. Yeah. I mean, not to bleed over another interest, but when a, a certain member of a certain royal family who currently live in <laughs> uh, California started doing... Uh, you know, a podcast about women's names and stuff like that. One of the first people she had on was uh, Serena Williams. And her and Serena are friends, but it was almost like that was to the detriment because she, she had a tendency to talk over her and, you know, start doing anything, you know, by the time she got to her eighth or whatever one, you know, she was, pretty well into the interviewing thing yeah. and, and not the, and not the gabbing, you know, the first few were kind of just gab sessions. And so to Billy's credit, I mean, I think if he would do this long enough, then at some point, you know, he would probably fit into the interview role as opposed to uh, director, producer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, and, and and it is you're you're right like look uh if you handed billy a guitar and asked him to play a song for you he's going to do that no problem you're asking him to do uh to to be an interviewer which is something that as of now we don't really know that that's something that he even has a skill set for and if anyone who's followed this podcast for a long enough time there's an evolution process and i wouldn't even say i'm good at it right now but man dkm you were part of some of those awful awful interviews that we did uh, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, I, I mean, it's, it's not an easy art. It, it, it's and it's being comfortable in front of the camera uh, is beneficial, but even then, like, uh, you know, some of our interviews weren't even on camera. So uh, yeah, I mean, I will cut Billy some credit, uh, cut, cut him some slack on that, but I, I, where you and I defer, I think I, I really enjoyed it and I thought he did a great job and, I'm ready for more. I, I hope that it like like we said, I hope it's something that continues to go forward. And that's and, and guys, look at that. 21 minutes into the 12th day of 2023. And your boy Jay just said that Billy Corgan did something right. How about that? Hey, what's the deal? You told me you had a good camera batteries now. I do. So just give me a second, because one of them died. And now I put the new one in. It's simple. Oh, except for that one hit the ground. Let's get that in. I'm here. It's 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 all good. It's all good. I thought we were going to make it through the show without the battery thing. I um, mean, I 
I know if Jaden is watching from his sick bed that <laughs> nobody looks that, good that, that, that he that he's happy because he liked it when you blacked out. Or at least I think that's how he meant it. But anyway. <laughs> so Kikushi just asked, how long did it take for you guys to get into the groove? And uh Kikushi, we're still looking for it. <laughs> I was gonna say, how many years have we been doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, it is uh when you guys ask questions here uh in the chat and we put them up on the screen. Uh, you'll see me respond a lot too because it actually helps our algorithm if we respond both in the chat and on the video. So uh, you'll see me uh, a little bit more regularly now kind of chat in the window as well as on uh, the camera because uh, it's good for algorithm business. So I got that rhythm. Yeah, I, I did the algorithm once and I haven't, uh, the rhythm got me. Rhythm got me. I've been hanging out with Gloria. Gloria, what's on again? Oh, anyway, so we had a good show of Billy talking to people, talking yeah. to them, uh, Austin Idol. Uh, anything you learned in particular from that episode that just made you go, wow, man, that it's that is amazing or incredible or I never knew or well well, um so I didn't learn anything about my uncle but I did realize or I didn't realize how much idol uh first of all I didn't know that he was severely injured in the plane crash um I didn't know honestly I didn't know that there was a second plane crash because whenever you talk about you know the mid-atlantic area and a plane crash. Everyone thinks about Ric Flair and and uh, and Johnny Valentine and all that. I didn't know there was an additional or a, a plane crash even earlier. And it kind of makes me think, what the hell are these guys doing chartering these airplanes? They they don't belong in the in the sky. They just drive, man. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was a. I didn't know Idol had spent time working with Dusty Rhodes. Uh, but like I said, I I'm not the biggest Austin Idol fan. I never have been. So I really didn't know much of his background anyways. Uh, you know, he says that he was very clean when it comes to his uh, lifting and, and workout regiment, that he never did steroids. And and I don't know if that's true or not, and, and I'm not going to call the guy a liar, but the fact of the matter is that he's still around, and a lot of his contemporaries that did use steroids are gone. Makes me think that there might be some truth to that. Uh, yeah, and if you ever looked at him back in the day, he was never Mr. Universe. I mean, he was muscled and solid, but he was never, uh, you know, Mr. Universe pose and that type of thing, although he did. And, uh, oh, look, Jay held up a W bottle. That's because W is one of our sponsors. They're our only sponsor. They are one of our sponsors. <laughs> Rush out to their site now and get you some. Well, you know, we, we technically we do have a secondary sponsor. I, I mean, I can talk about this, right? I mean, like we sell t-shirts. I don't know if you guys know that. We actually sell a lot of t-shirts. And uh, 
Um, if you guys want to, you know, uh, look, I've never asked you guys to spend your money on anything for the Alliance blog, for our podcast or anything else. If you would like to help support, I mean, you can. We have shirts. We have tumblers. We have fanny packs. Uh, my One of my personal favorites is the mug. I kind of think we have a... a a merch group forming called the mug club. Cause if I, if you don't have the mug, I, I don't know if you're really a part of what's going on here. Uh, but we also have uh, beanies, sweaters, hats, and uh, I'm going to be trying to introduce a little bit more new merchandise here soon. Uh, you can see this new Alliance hat that I'm uh, focusing on right here. And then also we have this Alliance shirt. This is the Alliance guys shirt. Um, everyone who has been called an Alliance guy, on one t-shirt can you believe it um i can and uh you know what that's not even the original logo that i was gonna use <laughs> all right that's cool i just realized that <laughs> oh my gosh anyways uh so yeah there it is so he doesn't even know what kind of logos he uses that's good that's good to know yeah jesus I've, you know, I, I literally was on the road to Arizona yesterday at this time. No, road again. At this time, I was already in Arizona. But then I, I drove home today, and then I, I drive back tomorrow, and I'll be there till Monday. So, you know, it's going to be a good time. I'm pretty sure that's called being foolish. Full of something. Uh, Kakushi's got some uh, jokes here for Tyrus. Uh, let's get some Tyrus jokes. I've, I've seen a few of them pop up here. First of all, Willie Bowen says that Niagara Falls is Tyrus's private shower. <laughs> Kakushi says Tyrus is so fat it took me two buses and a train to get to his good side. I like that. Tyrus is so fat I swerved to miss him in my car and ran out of gas. That was good. That one popped me. And uh, Jeremy is voting for um, the Alliance Banana Hammocks. I no. <laughs> Why not? As a joke, as a joke, I made so at one point they had bikinis. So as a joke, I made a bikini for my wife, and then I made her wear it when we were in Cabo San Lucas. So uh, yeah, uh, there's one official Alliance bikini in existence but then they since have taken that option away so now there are no more alliance bikinis i thought somebody on one of the streams wanted one uh poyo mentioned something about having one oh um, you know you know who uh, uh fiona said she would wear one but they don't they don't make it anymore there's one pieces but who what's the fun in a one piece no we, we need a bikini why did they stop making them i don't know uh, our pal Tim says, Tyrus is so fat, he was invaded by a small militia, and now he's the People's Republican. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Willie, Willie with another one. In Oregon, they made an ice statue of Tyrus. It melted, and now it's the Pacific Ocean. Hey, Kakushi wants to know where that worthless bastard Jaden is on the shirt. Uh, he's Oh, uh, on the shirt? Uh, well, because none of us actually know what Jaden looked like, we couldn't. Uh, we couldn't actually put a shirt up. I sent you a picture. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was him or not, and that could be slander. I thought it looked better than him. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, is there uh, an eagle on the shirt? There is. That's Jaden. Jaden, we don't know how to tell you all of this. Jaden's not a real person. That's an eagle. He's an eagle. Yeah, there it is, right there. Uh, that's next to Jay. The top row, you've got Tim, uh, Lamb, and DKM. That's Chris. Chris and Lamb have not really appeared on the Alliance Guys podcast, but they're the ones contributing right now mostly to the website. So you'll see a lot of their articles are going up. Lamb does a great job of covering Southern California wrestling, uh, which is pretty awesome considering that he lives in Germany. Um, and then Chris lives in the UK, but he's been uh, posting a lot of content uh, related to the NWA and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. So, uh, and, and then of course, then you see me next to our, our buddy the Eagle, and then uh, Jeremy, Kevin Frazier, and Dave Scooby. Did the you whole... post the link in the? In the. I did show? not. I did no. not. I mean, it's in the description, but there's it nothing. Is, but... There's nothing better than actually having it in the chat. You know what? That's a good point. And it, and it, and again, guys, I'm not asking anyone to buy a T-shirt, right? I'm not asking you guys to put your money up for anything. If you want one, we have some. And uh, you know, feel free to to take a look. Maybe you want a sweater. Maybe you want a a, a T-shirt or a ball cap or a beanie. We've got you covered. Um, but. Again, if it if it's too much of a financial hardship or you just don't want to, no hard feelings at all. Um, with that being said, and I saw Poyo do this. I was actually a part of Poyo's. Uh, I wasn't a part of it. I was just there. I watched Poyo last night. Um, on on her uh, on her uh, uh, live stream, and she uh, she was inviting people to join uh, her um, Discord. So real quick, and I'm sorry, I'm sounding like an idiot right now because I'm just trying to stall to figure out how do I get to invite people. So give me just a second, and I'm going to put that link here. Uh, DK, you talk for a second. A second. <laughs> so anyway, there I was, minding my own business like I always do. And it <laughs> comes up and starts yelling at me like it's my fault. But I figure, hey, you know, I'm young, I'm good looking, I got that going for me. <laughs> I, I did as I normally do and ignored her. So, and then there was this time I met this guy named Jay who didn't know how to invite people to his Discord server, which I thought was quite embarrassing because, you know, everybody who has a Discord server knows how to invite someone to it. And then there was also this time that I used to watch wrestling, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. And, uh, then some moron turned into sports entertainment and then got fired from his own company for paying off women he was having sex with and then took his own company over again. So because, you know, he was the largest shareholder and now there's talk that he may be selling it to the most moral, moral regime of Saudi Arabia. And, uh, you know, the fact that there are actually places out there that won't do business with anybody that's owned by Saudi Arabia things, uh, you know, quite irrelevant. And then uh, Jay put his shoulders back. Did, you, did Jay ever get it posted? Yeah, it's it's posted. But I was going to just let you go for as long as you wanted. Damn well about time. Let me tell you. So, Jay, uh, not to change gears, but to change gears. Yeah. 
what are your thoughts on all the happenings in WWE? Because, you know, let's be honest, what happens in WWE affects the rest of the wrestling world. It does. Or not. It, yeah, it does. Whether we whether we want to honestly acknowledge that or not, um, it does. Um, unfortunately, we are at a point in this time and space where it is the WWE's world, and we're all just living in it. Now, could AEW overcome the WWE? Maybe. But they're, the WWE's been around since like the late 50s, early 60s, uh, in some variation or whatnot, where, uh, you know, AEW's been around since uh, well, the last four years. Yeah, so, like yesterday or something like that. Yeah, yeah so, so uh, you know, I'm not saying that at some point they can't be overtaken, but right now this is the WWE's world. It just is. When people think of professional wrestling, unfortunately, they think of the world wrestling entertainment. And so the way the WWE goes, so does the way of professional wrestling. Um, and there's always going to be alternatives. There's always going to be the independents. There's always going to be the smaller mom and pop shops who are trying to do things differently. But at the end of the day, uh, what reputation the WWE has kind of um, just extrapolates to everything else. Uh, so I think if if we end up losing um, Vince McMahon to excuse me, let me rephrase that. If if the WWE ends up selling itself uh, to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia or the Saudi Arabian Investment Company, whatever it is, that's one in the same. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's problematic, and I think that it will be very difficult for wrestling to kind of shake the narrative that uh, you know that. It is what it is. I'm really hoping that someone else will come in and buy it. Um, I'm not. I, and I've, I've had people tell me this on social media, on Twitter, like you, because, you, you know, if you express an opinion on Twitter, 12 people want to argue your opinion on something. Uh, but someone, yeah. yeah, someone stated to me like, oh, well, you know, they've already are invested in everything else that you're watching and doing and everything else. So why is this so different? And the reason to me is that it's different because I have options when it comes to professional wrestling. I don't look if 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 uh, if my oil is coming from Saudi Arabia, which that's also I don't even know if that's entirely accurate, but I don't have an option on that. I can only buy gas from the the gas station that's you know in town. I I can't you know decide that I'm only going to buy gasoline from U.S. based companies. I can't decide if I'm only going to buy gasoline from you know. Uh, gasoline stations based from the uk i can only purchase what's available to me but with wrestling i have options i don't have to watch the wwe and for the most part i mean wrestlemania royal rumble those are the two pay-per-views i watch almost every year but if it's owned by the kingdom of saudi i'm, I'm not gonna wa be watching those pay-per-views i won't be really uh interested in, in in keeping up with the wwe at all um, and there's talks that there's there's uh, there's potential walkouts by some of the talents. Uh, there's there's uh, a, a lot of uh, explosiveness that could happen uh, with a, a a ownership change for the WWE. Yeah, a lot. And of course, well, the thing that wait, hold on, real quick before we go any further. Tyrus is so fat when he dances, the band skips. Ha! I like that. I did too. All right, go ahead. Uh, the only advantage that 
there is for McMahon or anybody selling to the Saudis is, well, there'd be two. One, that would give him the price he wants, basically. And the second is, it would take the company private. So, you know, there are all these things that, there'd be all these things that, uh, would go away because there wouldn't be any oversight anymore. Yeah. You know, we, nobody would care who was on the board of directors. No, you know, the, there would be no trying to please stockholders and stuff like that. Well, for those who don't know, there's already a group of class A stockholders that are suing Vince McMahon for forcing his way back on the board. Because, because there are, there, because he always had a majority voters share things, there is a charter in place that's supposed to protect them from him just doing something like this. So we'll see if that goes anywhere. I doubt it, especially if the company sold. Uh, you know, a lot of people I see Chris bringing it up, and a lot of people in other places have brought it up. Uh, talked to a couple people offline about it. You know, well. Uh, you know, selling to NBC Universal would be the best move and everything like that. Uh, or any the big, large entertainment uh, conglomerates. Paladin, Paladin brought up the uh, whole uh, Tony Khan, Tony and Shad Khan buying the WWE. I mean... Okay, here's the thing. Vince isn't going to sell to them. No. I mean, let's just, let's be honest. He's not going to sell to his competition. So, do they have the money that they could do it? Uh, probably. I mean, I'm sure it'll take some financial backing, you know, and stuff like that. But sure, I mean, they could probably they could probably do it. But it's not going. Vince simply isn't going to. And you know, typically you buy things like that if you're. Kind of like Vince bought WCW or ECW, you know, a bankruptcy sale and WCW where he basically buying it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And, but that gets me back to what I was talking about with some big media entertainment conglomerate. Uh, really, if one of them would buy WWE, WWE would probably be gone in 10 to 15 years. Because the truth is, they're not going to leave it alone. They're not going to know what to do with it. And executives change. And at some point, you're going to end up with somebody like was in charge of the Turner stuff that goes, why do we have wrestling? <laughs> yeah. And, you know... They're not going to run it as its own independent. Well, the reason WWE has been able to be successful and the reason they were able to beat WCW was because they were run by a company that knew what it was doing. And, you know, Vince had, Vince had an entire marketing department that was bigger than almost the executive staff of the, of WCW wrestling. And, uh, you know, Turner 
marketing isn't going to just market WCW. They're marketing all sorts of different things. Same thing will happen wherever they go. At some point, it will shrink. At some point, there will be somebody in charge who knows nothing about wrestling. They'll put, you know, movie studio head over it or something like that because it's entertainment because that's what, you know, that's what Vince has taught us. And then it'll just be like, you know, it'll go away. Uh, everybody was thrilled when Sinclair bought ROH because they wanted ROH so they could have uh, a show to give to their stations and, you know, everything. But then found out that, guess what, Sinclair, who has more money than Vince, I mean, they could buy WWE. You know, but they didn't want to invest any money in ROH. Can can we, while we're sitting here talking about wrestling companies being purchased, can we talk about how Sinclair almost bought the NWA? Yeah, because I don't think that's a well-done story. I, mean, yeah. I, I, think, I think people know that it almost happened, but I don't think they know the story. That was actually... Uh, Sinclair wanted to buy the NWA before they they wanted to buy Ring of Honor, and the Ring of Honor was their backup plan. Um, I'm sure you probably know a little bit more about this than I do, DK. But I I remember Robert Trovich talking about this. Like there was a there was a concerted effort to buy the NWA outright. The NWA owners didn't want to sell, but could you imagine? Uh, I'm not gonna say that. Sinclair owning the NWA would have changed the dynamic of where we're at today with the National Wrestling Alliance. But, you know, with Ring of Honor, the, the thing about Ring of Honor is it had to be run a certain way for it to maintain that image of being Ring of Honor. But as we've learned from the NWA over the past uh, 15 years with the three different majority owners of the brand, right, whether it be the pro wrestling organization or the or, or the International Wrestling Corporation or now the Lightning One Era LLC, uh, it, it, the NWA could have been anything. Where Ring of Honor had to kind of stick to that those roots, and and I think it would have been a lot cheaper to do the NWA uh, as opposed to trying to do um, uh, Ring of Honor. And, and I just wonder, like, what what do you think would have happened if Sinclair was successful in talking in the the members to sell back before? Uh, uh, ownership changed hands between PWO and IWC. Well, we would have we would have gotten a Lightning One version in the sense that they simply would have owned it and produced a, a wrestling show, and you know probably gotten whatever wrestlers they could and and that type of thing. Uh, they wouldn't have kept any type of territorial or licenses or any of the other things that were done. Just like Billy. Right. And I think it would have worked for them up, you know, up through a good point. If, if they had a good booker. And the thing was that they, buying it from the Trobich Marquez Arab group, there wasn't an NWA booker. So who would they have brought in to do the booking? The same person they brought in to do Ring of Honor for a while, and I think that would have been Jim Cornette. Yes. That would have been interesting. And I think it could have worked for a while with 
with Jim. If he, but you know, even when Cornette came in, he came in. He was brought in by Gary Silken with the purpose of getting the company ready to be sold. And so, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much Silken was. You know, Silken lost money. The only reason ROH existed and was able to be sold to Sinclair was because Silken was putting his own money into it and going broke. And when he reached the point he couldn't do that anymore, you know, he brought in Jim Cornette to help him look at things. And, you know, one of the first things Jim Cornette says, stop bringing in the young bucks from California, which is, which is probably why the why there's been a bad relationship there for a long time. And it wasn't anything against the young bucks. He's like, you're paying a lot of money to bring these guys in. I, you know, and, and for a while there, um, if you think back to, to, before the this company was sold to Sinclair, there was a point in time where you had, uh, and this is this is Ring of Honor, you had Gabe Spolowski doing the booking, right? Then he was replaced essentially by Adam Pierce. I don't know if people know that Pierce was booking Ring of Honor there for a while when they were on um when they were on uh, uh, HD Net, which is now Access TV. Adam Pierce was doing a lot of the booking for Ring of Honor while he was subsequently still the world champion uh in the nwa actually he had lost the title to blue demon jr uh blue demon jr won the title in mexico pierce uh took a basically sabbatical from wrestling in the nwa was still doing some matches in ring of honor and then took over booking uh for ring of honor for quite some time and uh when he was eventually relieved of his duties in ring of honors when he came back to the nwa which i believe that was like his uh the fourth title ring that he had, I think, is when he came back, or maybe it might have been the third. I'm not, not entirely oh, sure, but um, but that's what uh, you know. If the NWA had been sold to Sinclair, I mean, that could have been easily the way that it worked was from Jim Cornette to maybe eventually Adam Pierce, and you know, and at that the whole time too, you got to keep in mind, Dave Marquez had a very good working relationship with with Ring of Honor. He might have been part of this whole NWA uh, Sinclair type deal. Um, you don't really know until you know, and things could have always kind of worked out differently. Um, I do like what Luthez said is that Sinclair would have definitely sold everything to to Vince eventually. And hey, it's Poyo. What's up, Poyo? How you been? Oh, we're always going at it. That's what makes life great. Uh, you know, I don't know that he would have sold everything to they would have sold everything to Vince eventually. Uh, obviously, R ROH was up for sale more than once. Yes. A lot of people don't realize that. But ROH, from the time Sinclair owned it, it, it was up for sale about every two years. And uh, it was just kept more quiet and more in the background, stuff like that. And they didn't feel the need to have to sell which right. is always if they could get a good offer they, they were willing to do it uh unfortunately the pandemic this is where we're talking about you know we complain that the nwa shut down completely while roh didn't and they went so bad and sinclair had financial troubles outside of roh that it just no longer became feasible to keep them open and so it's one of those 
Uh, I love polio. Anyway, uh, so you know, it, was those, it, it was one of those situations, and uh, it, it would have been sold eventually. Would have been sold to Vince. I don't know. Uh, if you follow the thing, it would have been sold to Tony Khan. Real, and, real, quick, uh, I, real quick, let me do a cheap plug for Poyo because Poyo, uh, I, I've watched it a couple times, and if you guys are part of this uh, hashtag NWA fam, you might enjoy this as well. Poyo is literally watching a uh, uh, Joe Kazana Promotions, uh, world worldwide wrestling. Uh, Poyo's doing watch-alongs where you can actually watch the. Uh, uh, Kazana promotions out there in I think in Kingsport or near Kingsport and they're doing uh she she's doing the watch alongs with uh with fans and they're discussing things and uh the the, the Kazana promotions if there was a territory system would fit right in with the old NWA I mean it's it's it very much reminds me of the old Smoky Mountain NWA uh kind of in line with even Tony Givens Smoky Mountain um I highly recommend you guys uh check that out Poyo, give us a cheap plug. Well, when do you do your um, your uh, stream, Poyo? And obviously, Poyo will answer on her own. Um, but uh, okay, DK, I'm sorry. I just wanted to do that cheap plug because I, I really enjoyed that last night. It's the second time I've I've been around to watch it. Yeah, and uh, well, just to go to what uh, uh, Luthez is saying, he's like, well, he would have bought the NWA because he would have wanted the NWA. Vince didn't even know the NWA still existed when he, when Jim Cornette brought him in. I doubt he knew they existed, whatever. And by the way, uh, somebody who will remain nameless tried to sell the NWA to Vince and it didn't happen. <laughs> so, well, some of it was probably money being asked, but I'm just, I'm just saying if he wanted it, he had the chance to buy it. All right. Right now, DK. If if they jettisoned Triple H, Stephanie's already gone from the WWE family. They kicked her out. She or she stepped out. Whatever. If Triple H is asked to step down, if Triple H and Stephanie are no longer connected to the WWE, would you want them to to take over the NWA or partner with Billy Corgan or somehow do something with the NWA? Uh, Steph, no. H, maybe. Wow. Uh, it, it, here's the thing, you know, we talked about this offline, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they should go start their own promotion. It's like, yeah, it's not that easy. No. And you brought up a good point too. When we talked about this offline, you mentioned like, Hey, all the like really good talent right now. Well, not all of them, but a good chunk of them are locked up elsewhere. It's not like, it's not like if triple H decides to go to work for the NWA and Hey, you know, Billy, let's do this partnership. It's not like he can just make a few phone calls and you've got, all the people that he made in the WWE all of a sudden available to the NWA. That's not how it works. Right. And it was, um, boy, I, I had a thought and did it go running out of my mind as quickly as possible? But yeah, I mean, just there's so much, there's only so much talent. There's only so much time. <laughs> you know, we've, we've talked about the. That made me laugh. <laughs> my royalty world just collided with my uh my royalty world just collided with my wrestling world but anyway oh did you put up poyo's statement i'll let you read that since 
Um, oh, okay, so again, you guys, for it's really more for you guys that are on Twitch, and I, I, I recommend all of you who are out here on YouTube to get Twitch too because there's a, a lot of great content on there. Um, I plan to be doing some more stuff exclusively on Twitch. I'll eventually stream it back to YouTube as well, but uh, a lot of live content. I, I, I think I might start doing some stuff that's exclusive to Twitch. But anyways, uh, Poyo says we stream various nights of the week. Hard to keep such a set schedule with her with her touring, but we have such a great group of viewers. Folks would be so warmly welcome to our Twitch family, and and it is very it's a very uh, welcoming environment. Uh, Poyo shouts out this show all the time. She shouts out what we do over here, um, and uh, you know that's why we have this good feelings with Poyo. Poyo is very supportive of this uh, podcast, this live stream, so we're trying to be equally as supportive and uh, reciprocate that uh, kindness. And uh, Poyo also says, Sam, we watched all four years of the original Smoky Mountain. We're watching USWA from 93 and Joe Kazana simultaneously. So, yeah. Very good. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's fun because Poyle will hit you some of that commentary. And, and, and Poyle points out some things that maybe you wouldn't have thought about or I would have thought about. But uh, overall, hey. it's here. I'm here. It's good. It's all good. You told me this wasn't going to happen anymore. No, I told you that I had a batteries, but it's still going to turn off every 30 minutes if I don't hit the button. I, I feel like you deceived me now. Well, you, you didn't pay for the batteries. It's all right. So it's all anyway, uh, getting back to the whole mess. It's, yeah, I mean, I, uh, there's nothing magical. Getting back to where the NWAB would probably be sold to. Uh, it'd probably be sold to AEW now. Tony Khan would own it. Is that good? Is that bad? Well, I don't like Tony Khan's AEW, so my view would be bad. Uh, I like Billy better than than Tony. Uh, so so let's let's summarize our show so far for those who missed the first hour. We 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 enjoy the. We enjoyed the interview program with Billy. Uh, Jay enjoys it more than I do, but as I'm a grumpy cat, then that shouldn't be surprising to anybody. And uh, NWA was almost sold to sold to uh, Sinclair, but you know that was back when there were a whole bunch of partners in it and. They weren't about to give up what they thought was a cash cow for them. And uh, Vince is back in charge of WWE and may be selling it to Saudi or may sell it to a television thing. And I say if they sell it to a large entertainment industry, it'll probably be gone in about 15 years. <laughs> and most importantly, yes. Definitely. And uh, I'm a big fan of yours, so I feel like I should, you know, get some slack for that. And I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think I'm ready to talk about Hammerstone. Well, okay, let's get to Hammerstone in just a minute. Because, I, I mean, look, Hammerstone, the, look, we got a lot to talk about with him as well. 
Um, but I did want to, you know, this is the weekend. There's a, a two really big shows happening and our fan base, I think would be very interested in, in hearing about one or both of these shows. And now first one I'm going to talk about is the United wrestling networks, red carpet rumble. And the reason why I'm talking about that one specifically, is because, well, I'm, I'm going to be at that event. I'm going to be at the red carpet rumble and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, because again, uh, I'm, I am a uh, Dave Marquez guy. I, I, I've said it from the very get-go. Part of what made it so easy for me to get this podcast started and uh, this website going is because of my relationship with Dave Marquez. He was always kind, always uh, allowed me to have entry and access to his locker rooms, to his events, allowed me to meet a lot of great, talented individuals, um, kicked off my relationship. What's that? I'll be back. You can can enlarge to yourself if you talk about this. All right. I can... uh, all right, give me just a second, and I'll do just that. Um, so yeah, let me talk about the red carpet rumble while DK is gone. Uh, and and as a wow, I didn't realize how much you could see in the background. I got some Legos for Christmas, guys. Legos. Anyways, uh, so the red carpet rumble, of course, we're gonna have a big matchups with uh, the end of. Uh, I said NWA with the uh, United Wrestling Network's world championship being on the line. uh, Eddie Kingston from AEW will be challenging Danny Limelight. Uh, Kingston was announced for this event uh, before um, Danny Limelight even won the title. It was supposed to be initially, it was supposed to be Jordan Clearwater versus uh, Eddie Kingston for the world's heavyweight championship. Of course, card is subject to change. We had Danny Limelight win the belt. So things changed a little bit uh, in that direction. Now you, uh, at this event, you're also going to see some talents from AEW, like we said, Eddie Kingston, but also on the card, Colt Boom Boom Cabana, Ortiz, uh, uh, Marina Schaeffer, if I'm saying that right. Um, and then also talents from uh, you know New Japan Strong. We're going to have Clark Connors on the card. Uh, Peter Avalon makes his return to Arizona as he takes on R3 Costas. If you guys have been following uh, the, the – the uh, championship wrestling from Arizona, which went on sabbatical after uh, COVID hit. That was one of the main feuds that was going on at the time. Uh, another matchup that's going to be happening is Reno scum will be defending the United wrestling network world world tag team titles against former champions, midnight heat. Uh, Reno scum has been on a tear as of late. They've looked absolutely phenomenal. Midnight heat is a tag team that, you know, when we talk about the NWA, we talk about the Crockett Cup. Both of these teams should have been in the Crockett Cup in 2022. And if there's a Crockett Cup in 2023, either one of these teams would be a great addition to that. Um, also, uh, Marina Schaeffer will be taking on Zeta Zhang. Zeta Zhang, if some of you guys may not know, had a, a brief time with the NXT. Uh, she also has a background in mixed martial arts. And so this was kind of an exciting uh, bunch of matches that are set up for uh, this Saturday in Mesa, Arizona. They're also going to have a VIP meet and greet with all of the talents. And uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Again, if you are following this channel, obviously you've seen a lot of the highlights from the United Wrestling Network. Uh, I, I try to post content from the NWA and the United Wrestling Network equally. So if you're following our Instagram, our Twitter our uh, Hive, our Facebook, and then, of course, here on YouTube or TikTok, you'll see uh, some of the highlights and some uh, videos, matches, and all in all, just some of the results that will take place this Saturday in Mesa, Arizona at the Red Carpet Rumble. Of course, the Red Carpet Rumble 
uh, will determine who will be the next person to challenge for the, the United Wrestling Network World Champion. Already announced for that, like I said, Colt Boom Boom Cabana, the NWA's Jordan Clearwater, Willie Mack, uh, Alexander Hammerstone, as you know, we're going to be talking about him in just a few minutes. So there was a, there's a great uh, lineup for this event, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm seeing some of your guys' comments. I, I was looking away for a minute. Uh, Poyo says, Midnight, he absolutely should be in the Crockett Cup. Without a doubt, those two guys are super talented. Um, you know, and I'll be honest, I don't, uh, I'm, I, I'm so impressed by them as a tag team. I feel like they would work in just about any market and any promotion. They kind of have that FTR vibe where that's a, a very much a throwback to the old tag teams. Um, and, and yes, uh, Poyo, I mean, I love the fact that she uh, agrees with me here. Um, they are dream opponents for my team MPR. Yeah, and, and MPR would be another team that hopefully we'll see in the Crockett Cup in the near future, if not in 2023, maybe in 2024. Paladin wants to bring up that uh, Impact has hard to kill Friday night. Absolutely. And our own Bully Ray, the NWA's Bully Ray, will be taking on Josh Alexander, who is now the longest reigning Impact world champion now, i know a little bit about what's going on in impact but i'll be honest i am not an expert but i do know that mickey james will be challenging um oh what's her name oh god it's on the tip of my tongue um the really muscular uh female um someone's gonna pull it up here for me in a minute but uh her she's basically it's a it's a title versus career if mickey loses jordan grace thank you poyo uh if Jordan Grace wins, of course, she stays champion. And Mickey retires. Mickey James, wife of uh, Nick Aldis, but really a, a legend in her own right. And if Mickey James wins, well, of course, she'll become an Impact champion, but I think for like the fourth time. So, there, I mean, the, it, it, yeah, there's a lot of great wrestling happening this weekend. And the other uh, event that I'm going to talk about real quick, even though DK uh, wants to talk about Hammerstone, I do want to talk about the Duval Brawl. Because it's such an NWA-influenced show, and I know our good friend Poyo is going to be uh, appearing at the Duval Brawl, but um, I wanted to, to just talk a little bit more about that event because I, I really feel like that show looks uh, pretty good to me as well. Um, I have some of the graphics, I guess. Uh, uh, they're not in any kind of order, so I'll just read from what I have written down. Um, at the, the Duval Brawl, again, this is the fifth one. Now, the Duval Brawl is basically an extension of... Hey, the hey Jay. Yeah. This isn't wrestling-related uh, at all, but I do want to interrupt with some major breaking news just in the entertainment business. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley has has uh, passed away. Oh. Cardiac uh, arrest. Oh, wow. So... Uh, 54, the daughter of Elvis Presley, uh, has passed. Also, uh, briefly, the wife of Michael Jackson, too. Yes, so... Rest in peace. Uh, her mother is still living, so I feel really bad for her. So, uh, yeah, I saw earlier today that she was rushed to the hospital, but that's that's rough, man. That's, uh, you know, 54 is way too young to go. Uh, yeah, and it... I don't want to sound morbid, but it would not surprise me if it's under similar conditions as her father. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just popped up on my computer as a uh, breaking news. 
that's 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 really rough too and in, in dk you're a parent just like i am and i know a lot of you in the chat are um no parent should ever have to bury their child and that's just a you know i i hope i'm long gone before my kids you know are gone so uh yeah that's just uh that's that's a that's a bummer and you know uh yeah that's rough condolences to the family condolences to the friends and fans and and yeah all right uh back to the duval brawl um not that it's fun to talk about uh, wrestling after a year celebrity passes away but um the duval brawl this is the fifth uh fifth duval brawl now this is an extension basically of the love alive uh charity that the pope started up and and that whole charity is kind of there to improve the lives of the people who live in that uh in that duval area code uh, the the jacksonville area if I, if you will um and it's in conjunction with the fight fighting evolution wrestling um they present this is uh, multiple this is event has happened multiple times and uh Pope has always used some of his friends from within the industry. Like you've seen uh, JTG has appeared on a lot of these cards in the past. We've had Tyrus appear on uh, some of these events, uh, but the, ever since uh, the Pope has been a part of the NWA, you kind of see a little bit of an NWA flavor to it. And this, this year's uh, Duval brawl will be no different uh, for VIP ticket holders. There will be an exclusive meet and greet with women's world champion Camille Tom Latimer, and of course, uh, AEW's Red Velvet, who's been very active with this charity as well. Um, the matches that I've seen uh, that are scheduled to happen on Saturday in in Jacksonville will be uh, Isaiah Zane will be taking on Malik Bowes. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, the NWA's Big Strong Mims will be in action at I think uh, they kind of alluded to him looking for a tag team partner. So maybe we'll see Mims in some tag team action. Another match uh, featuring NWA's Tom Latimer. Uh, he'll be taking on Isaiah Bronson. Of course, uh, the women's world champion Camille will be in action and she has issued an open challenge. Now, I don't know who's going to step up to face her, but with AEW's Red Velvet in the uh, in the house, maybe we might have a cross promotional match there between AEW's Red Velvet and our very own Camille. Uh, that's just uh, wishful thinking. That's not confirmed or anything like that. Uh, then you have the Duval Brawl, which is the, they call it the Rumble Royal. And it's featuring Vernon Black, TJ Sykes, Rico Hendricks, and, and a lot more. Also in a title versus title match with the winner take all, the All-Caribbean Wrestling Champion Reggie Rhythm. Uh, he will battle the uh, Love Alive Charity Triumph Champion Jason Dugan. Uh, and the winner will walk away with both championship titles. Uh, the New Nation will challenge the L, the Love Alive Charity Tag Team Champions, The End. You guys might remember them from a couple seasons ago in the NWA. That would be Paro and, of course, Odinson, who is still quite the regular for the NWA. Uh, JTG will be in action. He'll be challenging the Love Alive Charity Champion, heavyweight champion, Alan Russell. And what I think is going to be the main event, although no one has explicitly told it to me, uh, it'll be a, a teacher versus student type matchup with Cameron Russell taking on his mentor, the Pope, in a Duval strap match. And I, I think this card uh, looks really good to me. Um, we have seen uh, these matches uh, last year. Uh, uh, last year, Trevor Murdoch defended the 10 pounds of gold against Gangrel on that same card. Those matches would later be released on uh the uh the pope's youtube channel so uh i'm 
hopeful in saying that a lot of these matches might end up there as well. And Apoyo kind of summarized it too. JTG challenges for the LAC title, the Pope in a strap match, the end defend the tag titles against New Nation, and so much more. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be pretty good. Uh, Paladin wanted to bring the room down by saying it's going to be a year of celebrity deaths. I, I mean, I think every year we have celebrity deaths. Last year we lost uh, Betty White, um, so I, it's it's uh, you know that's kind of how it goes. Um, Luthes is damn rest in peace, princess. Yeah, it's that's a tough one. You know, uh, that family's kind of gone through a lot. Uh, Sam Retro says, uh, I feel like the Duval brawl last year was supposed to be an NWA taping. Um, I don't think it was ever supposed to be an NWA taping, but I'm glad uh, it was filmed. I mean, I, I was happy to watch those matches, uh, seeing, uh, Murdoch wrestling against Gangrel. Trevor didn't get a lot of title defenses, uh, in his first run as champion. So that matchup against Gangrel actually seemed very important, um, looking backwards. Uh, let's see our, our pal Rick Del Santos in the house. What's up, Rick? And, uh, Poyo said last year's show was so fun. This year should be two. And naturally money, power, respect with the manager of champions make. Oh, okay. Poyo, I didn't know your, your boys were going to be in this, uh, this event. So maybe, uh, maybe your team will be facing Mims and a tag team partner. I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating. Uh, but yeah, it'll, that should be a pretty fun event. Uh, again, uh, we bring it up here on this show because it is very heavily influenced with NWA personality and talents. And uh, I think the more we start seeing um, live events containing um, talents from other shows, uh, I said that in reverse, the more we see these uh, other shows containing talent from the NWA, I think we're going to be talking more about those events uh, in the future. So uh Poyo says that they'll be watching the LAC tag title match very closely. That new nation looks like they'd be a good fit for the NWA as well. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but let's talk about your buddy Hammerstone. Let's talk about the Ooh. Hammerstone. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in this country, in the United States, he's the second longest reigning world heavyweight champion, only behind Roman Reigns. That's right. Uh, some 480 days. And uh, I Since know that. October 2nd of 21. <clears throat> October 2nd of 21. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and who did he beat to win that title? I mean, he beat uh, Jacob Fatu, the same man that he'll be uh, defending the title against in February at the at the uh, 2300 Arena in, in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, for MLW, so I mean, are you are you getting excited or what, tell me about Hammerstone? This is yeah, I'm getting excited because I their first match was really good, and Hammerstone got injured in it, and so they've only met as part of a three way since then, and uh, you know, this is probably the first real threat to his title reign, I would say, you know. Could uh, could Fatu Jacob Fatu regain the title? And I think there's a possibility that he could. I hope not, because 
kind of like Gary Hart, my, you know, Hammerstone's kind of my, my guy. I, I enjoy watching him. They will be at MLW on February 4th. We expect scouting reports, Dave. And, uh, but just talk a little bit. He's been world champion, as you put it, second longest reigning world champion currently in the U.S. That for a promotion that people have heard about. <laughs> and uh, he's had, so he's held title 15 months. He's had 13 title defenses. So just short of one a month. Poyle's rooting for uh, Jacob. Bring that belt back to California. <laughs> well, that could be interesting. So, uh, you know, and he's defended the title against the likes of uh, uh, Davey Richards, uh, Richard Holiday on a couple different occasions, Bandito. He had a title versus title match with uh, Josh Alexander of Impact, who, by the way, currently holds the record for the longest single reign as uh, Impact champion, passing Bobby Roode. And uh, so, you know, he certainly had some good matches. And he's also defended against the likes of Lance Noy, who uh, was well known on the East Coast, but probably not as you know, a name that the average person would recognize, but it's one of Fatu's cousins and part of the legendary Samoan family. Let's not forget, too, that Hammerstone has taken the title to Mexico. He took the title to the United Kingdom. He's defended it all over the United States. And let's, you know, something that I think a lot of people are sleeping on is, remember, he was the open middleweight champion when he won uh, well, uh, national champion. Oh, excuse me. The national champion. Excuse me. He was the national uh, open weight champion. Thank you. That's a, that's a mouthful. He was that, he was that champion before winning the world title. So he never even lost that title. Obviously it was stripped of them because the company didn't want him to hold both titles, but that just shows you how good Hammerstone has been in MLW. And he's not just good in MLW. I mean, he still wrestles for future stars of wrestling in uh, Las Vegas. He'll be at the red carpet rumble too. I think he'll be actually in the rumble uh, in his own home state. Uh, Hammerstone and, and going back to Hammerstone as the national champion, he was defending that title in a, uh, in Japan too. Yeah, he was, uh, he's basically been a champion in MLW for about three and a half years. Yeah. Without a, without a break. So, you know that he's he's been a champion straight in one company longer than even Roman Reigns has been world champion. So 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 think about that, people. But yeah, he uh, he. Let's see. You're talking about he's been here in Dallas defending the title. He's been in Mexico defending the title, like you said. Uh. Pennsylvania and New York defended the title in New York City. Uh, and he's, he's had matches out here just not defending the uh, MLW championship. But. Yeah, and throughout this thing, he's seen – he has seen – he has held other titles. He, yeah. He, he's been champ – he's been champion in several promotions, both before and since he's – 
since he's held this uh, MLW championship. Almost all his almost all his messages are uh, matches. Excuse me. Almost all his matches are are title matches. Um, real quick, I, I do want to point out that Poyle and uh, our resident MLW expert, Dave Scooby, were talking about the new Samoan SWAT team, which is Juicy Fanu, and I believe Jacob Fatu have been tearing up in MLW. They're the new tag team champions, which is great for Juicy Fanu and and Jacob Fatu, but how will I, that impact? I think Lance, Lance either is or was a part of that. I, I think it's the trio. I think it's all three of them. Yeah. I could be mistaken. And Juicy, Juicy actually was working in uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood there for a short time, too. So, so yeah, I mean, a uh, lot of cool things happening in MLW. Uh, I know that uh, it's also uh, – I know Dave Scooby was kind of doing the scouting report yesterday about MLW. You can watch them on BN Sports. They're also part of the uh, – uh, they have uh, their uh, pay-per-views are available on Fight. I think you can also catch them on the Pro Wrestling uh, Network, which I think is available on your uh, your iOS or your iOS device, or uh, some TVs have that uh, ability to download it. How do you watch MLW? To me? Yes, you. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? No, I uh, uh, I watch through. I don't have. Uh, uh, B-I-N, but a friend of mine does, so oh, he records it and I watch it from at his place. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, I I honestly have been wanting to dive into it. Um, I haven't really got into it yet, so like, uh, I'm interested in what's happening. I just realized that the they actually live stream them uh, on on um, the pro wrestling. Um, it's the app that's on my phone, and I'm trying to look it up so I can tell you guys what it is. <laughs> but uh, I, I want—I was watching Jacob Fatu wrestle somebody the other night on there, and I was like, "Wow, that guy always blows me away with how like how he's able to do anything in the ring. He's such a—he's such a uh, what's the word I'm looking for for being a super heavyweight? He moves the ring. He moves around the ring like a luchador. Yeah, he does." I- you know, they still bill him at over 300 pounds, and quite honestly, I don't know if he still is. Uh, he got himself into a lot better shape and dropped some some weight. Still a big guy. Yeah. And by the way, you can watch uh, MLW on the ProWrestling.tv app. So uh, you should check that out as well. So... Uh... There's a lot of good talent in MLW. I'm not always thrilled with the way they use a lot of them, but I mainly follow the main event scene. And so on the main event scene, I think they've done a good job of mixing, bringing in outside talent that has name value and bringing up people that within the, you know, like Richard Holiday and others that, you know, within the company, Davey Richards, who's their national open weight champion and everything, who, uh, to, to challenge for the title. Okay. Now 
my brain was blocked up and now it just all went out together. But they've done a good job of balancing out MLW wrestlers and outside of MLW wrestlers for him to challenge to challenge him for the title. I think they've done a done a good job with him. I I wish Murdoch had kind of been treated the way he uh, the way uh, Hammerstone was treated. You're saying you wish that Trevor Murdoch would have had those same kind of opportunities, those same kind of uh, matchups where they would bring in some insiders, some outsiders. So like Trevor Murdoch, you know, he would face Matt Cardona and then potentially have a match with somebody from with outside of the uh, NWA, right? Yeah, and and make it very clear, the thing about it was Hammerstone won typically in a convincing fashion. I mean, they did set up some stuff with him and Richard Holiday, of course, so that the first match wasn't, you know, he won, but you were ready to see the rematch. And so, yeah, that's that's my thing. We we had a conversation about the NWA that we can go back to later. You know, and who's out there right now that's being built up to be any of the champions. But we can talk about that later. For now, we're going to focus on Hammerstone. Uh, I think one of the things that make Hammerstone work as a champion is that he's got the look between his hair and unshaped face and muscles that on top of muscles on top of muscles, so to speak, that he, he wrestles a style that he's not, not quite as fluid as Fatu, Jacob Fatu, but he can still, he can mix it up with a big guy, but he doesn't look out of place wrestling a more technical wrestler, like a smaller wrestler, like, uh, uh, Davey Richards, who you and I got to see live at the NWA show. In... Yeah, wow, that's the first MLW match I've ever seen live. So that was... And so, you know, it's interesting when because when we saw him there next to uh, Colby Carino, you realized that Davey Richards is not that big of a guy. No, but he is, he is for, lethal in the ring. Yeah, for somebody who's been Impact Champion and... Uh, ROH champion and all that. So, and he's he's scary in the ring <laughs> with his moves, was, <laughs> but no, scary in a good way, not in a. Not I, also, I also want to bring up, um, you know, as we're talking about Hammerstone, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, they the MLW has a partnership with Boss Fight, which is the same company that produced the Mass Republic uh, wrestling figures. And so they have uh, coming soon will be a, a Hammerstone wrestling figure along with Jacob Fatu, Mads Kruger, and I, I think Davey Richards as well. And if you've seen them, they, they're pretty incredible. I'm going to see if I can get this link up here, but uh, it's pretty awesome. And I, I honestly, I think, uh, you know, just because Hammerstone is Hammerstone has been on this podcast before. Yes. Um, He's a friend of the show, so I, I'm kind of looking forward to the uh, to see what these actually look like, and uh, I might be picking up some too. Boy, I tell you what, they're not they're not priced for kids. No, and, and no, and they shouldn't be. Oh, I think kids should always have an option of playing with a toy, but 
I'm I'm teasing. I agree with you. They should be. Um. So I'm I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Uh, you keep talking. Well, just on that same vein, I remember one year buying some uh, collectible toys for Christmas, and I'm the type of guy that may take them out of their box to display them. And as I was trying to undo all the twists and everything on one of them, I was telling my wife at the time, I go, it's very obvious this was never meant to be unboxed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they got this thing so tied down and so in that box that I go, I don't think they ever thought anybody was going to go through the effort of trying (laughs) trying to take it off. Also, Dave Scooby wants to point out that uh, the the new um, triple threat with uh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski and our our friend of a show, friend of this show, Ray Jazz, uh, working together with Shane Douglas and actually Francine as well. Francine. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. You say that like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, I I haven't heard it in a while. There it is. I was able to get the uh, action figures up, but I mean, look, uh, every time I see the Hammerstone, I'm just like, that's so perfect that it matches his uh, his ring gear pretty perfectly. And Jacob Fatu, I mean, that like that's sculpted so well for his face. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that the Davy Richards looks really uh, accurate to me, but the other three look amazing. Honestly, when I first saw this. I go Hammerstone, Fatu, Max. Who's that other guy? <laughs> yeah, I kind of hard, like uh, I, and I. I'm only assuming that that's uh, Davy Richards based on the tattoo. I, I'm not. It might no, not. I, be I, I, I looked. I looked it up on the thing, and that's who it was. But it was just okay. There. I think that's pretty cool. I think anytime, you know, there's with pro wrestling. I think merchandising is so underutilized. I, I mean, I'm looking at stuff like, you know, you get bootlegs of Blue Demon in Mexico, but like, there's not like a official Blue uh, Blue Demon wrestling uh, merchandise. So I guess Master Public does that now. But uh, there's very few people that where you can get like actual licensed merchandise, and I think it's really cool when companies do it. So uh, for for MLW, and you know, I think that's pretty awesome. You know, I wish the NWA could get in on something like that, but right now, I mean. If the NWA were to come out with a four-pack of action figures, now that Nick Aldis is gone, who would it be? Oh, no. I am wrong. You're wrong. Who is it? It's Killer Cross. Oh, damn. Okay, well, now that makes a lot more sense. Or at least that's what it says here on the Boss Fight Shop uh, collectors. They have... Well, this is interesting. They have uh, Jacob Fatu, Alexander Hammerstone, Mads Kruger, Killer Cross, and they're all $40, basically, $39.99. And you can get the championship belt collection. So you can get minis of the tag team titles, the heavyweight title, the middleweight title, the open... The National Openweight Championship, a title I don't recognize. Oh, that's probably the Women's Championship. And it looks like also the Opera Cup. 
Well, they and so the interesting thing about this too is so that the same company is like uh has released like um uh oh god, what is his name? Uh the Lucha Bros. I can't think of their names right now, but um I'm sure someone else will. Uh there it looks like they're getting ready to release like a Black Taurus, an Ultimo Dragon, um uh, uh, a Vampiro. So it's like there's gonna be a lot of like scale wise, a lot of these figures, uh that that you've seen in in the world of wrestling uh show up in the same type of scale size i think it's gonna be kind of cool if, if you're a wrestling collector they even have a tie of valkyrie as well so it's like uh, uh yeah, you know, that. what's that so i'm just now looking at it. boy they do have a lot up here don't they yeah I penta, mean, oh penta and ray phoenix to see you're thinking of I couldn't think of their names, and I didn't want to say the wrong thing. So Penta and Ray Phoenix. Dave Scooby says they need to do a Microman figure, but I think really that would be the, like the sculpt of a head. Like that's all. It's so small, you wouldn't need hey, much there. They have Conan. Yeah, Conan um, when he was still wearing the mask. And Early uh, Conan. Paladin yeah. says he loves. Paladin, you're. I know Paladin in based in Southern California. Have you seen some of the Micromania tours? You say you love midget wrestling. There's literally a company that comes through uh, all over Southern California. I saw that recently. They were in Montclair. Uh, I know that they're gonna. They they've been in Norco quite a bit, and they do some stuff. Uh, you know, closer to Santa Paula and uh, kind of towards uh, Santa Barbara. But they they actually run all over the United States. The uh, what's it called? Like the I said it just a minute ago, and I can't remember it. Uh, just mini wrestling, um, little people wrestling. Uh, so if you love that style of wrestling, you should check some of that stuff out. When are they going to – when's the NWA going to make a deal to get some action figures? They, you know, you know, I I do applaud – as I drop everything. I do applaud uh, all this for – you know, he tried to get some something going. You know, he did this. And there was an actual figure for uh, Mickey James as well um, from Chella, Chella Sports, I guess, or Chella, Chella Toys, excuse me. And uh, you know, I, I applaud them for doing that. But the, you know, as a whole, the NWA hasn't really done anything like that. Danny Deals has got shirts for you; they've got hats for you. But action figures, I think, you know, if they were smart, they'd probably try to work with Boss Fight Wrestling. But again, you know, DK, who would if they can? Sure. But who would be like the like you know MLW's got four figures. They've got Karrion Cross, who's now with the WWE. They got Mads Kruger, who they just released. You got Jacob Fatu, and you got Alexander Hammerstone. If if the NWA were to do something like this, which four talents would you put uh, on on the action figure right now? Uh, Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch. Uh, Pope. All right. Uh, because Tyrus, if he's going to hold the world title for any length of time, okay. If he's not going to hold the world title for any length of time, then probably whoever you're going to build to be the next champion, if that's been decided. But if it's going to be me, I would do uh, Latimer and Camille. So, 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 who are your four? I'm you? doing four. You're doing four. So, who's your four? Card Trevor uh, Murdoch. Murdoch. Uh, who did I say after him? Pope. Pope. Okay. Yeah, Trevor Murdoch, Pope, Vladimir, and Camille. 
James Bell says uh, Camille, Tyrus, Pope, and Poyo. Well, I think we need a Poyo. Poyo, that I mean, Sam Retro, he points out Matt Cardona. I man, this is kind of a tough question because like there, uh, Sam Retro's four would be Cardona, Camille, Latimer, and Pope. There's, I mean, it's such a hard one, right? I think if I were to do it, I would probably go Tyrus. I think I would go uh, Camille. And I think I would go uh, Mecha Wolf and Bastia, right? Your tag team champions. That'd be your four world champions. I mean, and that would, that would certainly make sense. Uh, here's why I didn't pick, pick Cardona. I did think about him. I didn't pick him because I really don't know how much more he's going to be around. You really want him to leave the NWA. Just say it. Well, no, I, I can actually handle him the way he's been used more recently. I wouldn't want him winning the title at the at the pay-per-view. But just as far as just as far as being used in there, kind of like the way EC3 is being used in there at the moment. You know, as a wrestler, I could get it. If they would kind of They've kind of dropped the narrative thing, control your narrative from EC3, at least as part of the championship challenge series, which may be the best thing about the championship challenge series. And I could see somebody like EC3 being built up to win a title. I don't know if he beats Tyrus, but I mean, I could certainly see him as somebody. Again, he's been a former world champion at Impact, which some people complain about, but no, 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 Gimp. And and if you ever say anything like that again, I'm banning you. <laughs> and you know, it's just he, he's some he is somebody I thought of. The thing is, I don't know who Billy has in her contract. Well, we know we okay. So we know some names, right? We know Carrie Morton. We know Kenzie Page. We know. Uh, yeah, I don't know that they're going to work as action <laughs> figures. I don't know that they're going to work as action figures. Now, I'll tell you what, if you get a Ricky Morton Legend action figure type thing, similar to like WWF, where you don't put the old man, Kerry Morton, in the thing, but a younger one. What about Austin Idol? I don't, again, I don't... I mean, if we're going to talk about Legends, I think... Tons of people know who Ricky Morton is. I don't know that the same amount of people know who Austin Idol is. I mean, I just simply don't. And no, if you're smart, you go to Robert Gibson and say, I want to do a rock and roll two pack. And say, you know, here a legend. And you put the tag team belts in with them. Well, I think if you're looking to just sell figures, right, and, and it's just under the NWA packaging, I mean, you could do exact everything you just said with Ricky and, and, and Robert and then also maybe go with, uh, with, with, with uh, you know, Nikita Koloff and, uh, and uh, uh, Magnum TA. Anybody who you could – anybody who you could strike a deal with, which would be anyone who doesn't probably have a Legends contract currently. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the legends you could probably do in two packs. I uh, never thought this would become a figure talk podcast, but here we are. <laughs> well, you know, as people who go out and buy this crap, 
you don't want to know how many James Cornette figures I own. I don't want to know how many James Cornette figures I own. But, you know, actually, James Cornette says something that I love when he's talking about his shop. He sells collectibles, which is why a lot of the things that are in his shop that aren't like the T-shirts or whatever, and only a few of the T-shirts or his his uh, certificate for Colts Cornette, uh, you know, they're not out forever. Harley Race. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, they're not out. They're not out forever. And so that's kind of the way this would have to be is that, Hey, here, we're offering you some stuff and we're only uh if you could afford them sure you probably don't let him talk because i understand he's not very good at talking anymore but you know i i think uh if you were to bring tolly in and sorry uh that's a great question that's why i allowed it to kind of derail the conversation for a minute i think if you bring tolly in um first thing you do is you gotta you gotta put them with a team that doesn't need somebody to actually talk for them but he could be like the silent advisor maybe not even a team maybe it's an individual right like like i'm not saying bring him and put put him with tyrus but i'm saying bring him in and put him with somebody like tyrus where tyrus can still cut the promo tyrus can still do all the talking um but you just have that credibility of somebody who's you know kind of been been a big deal in the nwa like maybe if uh you know jordan clearwater is kind of tied to idol mania sports management so is scion but maybe a guy like dak straper or something like that um <laughs> this the show is kind of spiraled out of control and this is what happens when the nwa doesn't give us a format of having power every week you're leaving us to just talk about anything and and we're all over the place now uh wrestling was ever what did we call them free-for-alls yeah we used to call these free-for-alls wrestling with the mma says i have the comic corny put out uh luthez says need me a colonel buck robbly with a yellow t-shirt <laughs> all right colonel colonel rob or colonel buck um i don't know how to respond to that well you better figure out a way because that's what you're you're paid to do is talk you're a talking head sir So, uh, hey, I did my job. I did, I broke news, even if it wasn't wrestling news. You did break news. Uh, I broke a few other things, too. But anyway. Like my heart? Your heart, rules, wind, you name it. Uh, look. <laughs> you know, Dave and I killed one of these shows, so I need to kill one with you, too. Well, it's 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 dying a slow death here. We're just gonna let it. We're gonna, you know, we've got twenty more minutes to get for the typical two hour show, or we could cut it early here. I well, say let's just run let's, it into the ground. Let's let's go with something we talked about earlier. So we talked about Hammerstone. We talked about how his, you know, we feel MLW's done a good job with his reign. You know, he's a good person to have as champion. He's charismatic. He's got the look. He's got the energy. He's He's somebody who's, you know, 
despite the fact he's been a champion of some kind for over three and a half years, I wouldn't say that he was shoved down our throats in a similar way to a former world champion. He's no longer with the NWA. Uh, but let's talk about the NWA and let's talk about champions in the NWA and the, the other Alliance guys were doing a little bit of talking and I, I asked this question. I said, what has the NWA doing to get any of their champions or any of the challengers over? I mean, at the upcoming, is it the live show? They're got the U.S. tag team title going against country gentlemen, country gentlemen. And so it's like, well, are the fixers still over or not? And, you know, not as much as they used to be. You know, do we care if they wrestle the Southern gentlemen? Well, not in particular. They haven't given us a reason to care. No. Uh, Jim Ross, wrestling's not complicated. I need a good guy. I need a bad guy. And I need a reason for them to, you know, to be fighting. Sean Mega, MLW is in worse shape than the NWA. I don't. I enjoy MLW more than I enjoy the NWA. So, worse shape, bad shape, I don't know. I, I, I don't see it that way, but, you know, everybody's entitled to their uh, opinion and to be wrong. <laughs> uh, so, and I'll admit, I don't, I said it earlier, I don't watch much outside of the main event scene. I don't really keep up with the middleweight championship or even the women's. Yeah. So, and they are kind of a hodgepodge of different wrestling styles, which sometimes can make the show a little bit difficult to watch. And they do have some of the same issues in modern wrestling as they'll jump to gimmick matches quick without necessarily having a solid reason for it. Right. Uh, You know, I don't know if that means they're in worse shape. I don't know what they are financially or if you're just talking wrestling wise. But who, who, and I mean, and one of the things I pointed about Hammerstone is I felt they did a good mix of bringing in names in, but still having people there in the company who, you know, made credible challengers. So, right, right now, you know, quick, Jay. Yeah. Without looking it up without having to think too hard. Name me all the champions in the NWA. I can do that. Tyrus is your world champion. Sion is your national champion. Uh, your TV champion is Jordan Clearwater. Your women's champion is Camille. Your tag champions are La Rebellion. Your women's tag champions are uh, pretty empowered. Your U.S. tag champions are the, the Fixers. And your junior heavyweight champion is Carrie Morton. Very good. You're reading the list, I know. But anyway. I was right off the top of the old noggin. I'm not sure how many people out in our audience could have done that challenge. And quite honestly, as I was going through with my head, I forgot about Kerry Morton. And I don't mean that it's a thing on him. I mean, I just literally forgot. Yeah. And as you were naming all the men's things and then kind of switched over and named them last, I think. (laughs) You know, that was one of those things that kind of, you know, it slips your mind until you're like, oh, yeah. 
it wasn't intentional. It's just that's literally how they popped into my head. Uh, you know, I, I typically I, I try to keep it like the world champions, then the regional champions, and then you know, so so like your your world champions would be. Yeah, but you named your national champion first. Huh? I know that's what I'm saying. I, I typically that's how I would have done it, but and Luthez has got my back because he said I, I was tested and passed. So Jeremy yeah, says yeah. he could have named them all. Uh, you know what? I've been thinking a lot about the champions lately too. Like, uh, and I, I know you're going somewhere with this, DK. But you know, you look at somebody like Kerry Morton, and Kerry Morton was not the person I wanted to hold the junior heavyweight championship. Uh, we've talked at length about Kerry Morton and how I feel like he's still a little green, but he's getting better. And we even voted him as the most improved, maybe not we, but he was the the uh, Alliance guy's most improved uh, wrestler in the NWA. Again, but we, you guys are entitled to be wrong. Yeah, but, but when you think about it, right, he's had uh, multiple defenses already. Um, I know he defended the title uh, at that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat show, the, the final one, the BTW show. So he had a title defense there. He uh, wrestled, he defended the title at GCW. So he's already kind of brought some more exposure to it. He's defending the title this weekend in Chicago. He's, geez, he's already booked on June 23rd to defend the title in North Carolina again. And that's, to me, like, that's what you want from your champion. Like, hey, Jay, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Name me the number one contender for all the titles. Uh, well, I don't think there's an official number one contender, but here, here's here's what I'm going to try to do. Who, who right now does the NWA have as the top challenger for all their titles? Matt who, Cardona. Matt Cardona is your number one contender for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Uh, for the women's title, I'm going to say Ty Valkyrie, but I don't think that's been expressed. Um, for the tag titles, I'm going to say Hawk Ari, although that hasn't been expressed. Uh, for the junior heavyweight title, I'm going to say Colby Carino, although that hasn't been expressed. Um, for the uh, for the uh, national uh, championship, I'm going to say uh, for Scion, I'm going to say it is uh, <laughs> Joe Alonzo, maybe. For the TV title, I'm going to say Mims. Uh, for the uh, for the uh, U.S. tag titles, we're going to say the Country Gentleman. And for uh, Pretty in Power, um, no one, no one. Okay, so let's let's look at who you did. So Cardona is the one that they're building up for Tyrus. Yeah, so that's an easy one. For the tag team titles, Akari are the leftovers from the last go around. They've yeah. already lost five times to him. Who cares? Who wants to see that again? So who, who's out there right now that's going to be the next big challenger. I mean, no one's being talked about, so who's the next big challenging team? All right, junior heavyweight championship. Colby Carino, because it's kind of a leftover feud between them. Uh, him and Kerry, and he's got that porn stash, so, you know, you got to have you gotta have Colby as part of it. Uh, not really being built up as a champion, not somebody – I mean, my first thought was homicide. Is homicide still wrestling for him? Yeah, I mean, we we haven't seen him. He wasn't part of the champion series, uh, but that just does, means we haven't seen him in a while. But you know, he they did do something with him in uh, New Orleans afterwards. I just I don't know. Like I said, the champion series just kind of quashed a lot of things. Uh, so U.S. 
tag team champions were saying the country gentlemen because that's who they're facing. And no real rhyme or reason given, just hey, here here they are. Uh I mean they defended against the spectaculars. Have they had any other title defenses? Who the uh the rec the fixers? Yeah. I'll look it up while you keep talking. So uh, women's champion Tyra Valkyrie again. Of course, that's kind of the last few. There's not anybody that's been pushing. Um, maybe killing King still. I don't know. Uh, there's, I don't know. If there's anyone that the NWA is just building up to be. They, I mean, a lot of these. It's not that you're wrong in any of your answers, but it's just not, not necessarily right. Yeah, but you're not necessarily right with about. I mean, the national champion, we couldn't come up with anybody other than just starting on. So, you know. So, so since winning the tag titles, the Fixers defended against Gold Rush, which is Clearwater and Marche Rocket. Um, they defended the tag titles against the Spectaculars, Brady Pierce and Rush Freeman. They defended the titles against the Country Gentlemen at, on USA episode one of season five uh, from the Frederick J. Seeger Civic Center. So, this is kind of a rematch. Yeah, I thought this was a rematch. I just couldn't remember. I didn't look it up. I just couldn't remember if they defended me. I thought it was a rematch. Yeah. And so, you know, that's my that's my thing. I mean, really, the world championship is the only one where we can kind of point to there being a true person. I mean, even in the upcoming live show, Camille's not defending her title. She's in a mixed tag team match. You know, her man against her and her man against Angelina Love and uh, uh, Davy Richards' uh, Darren replacement, like in Bewitched. Uh, <laughs> can, can I ever tell you that? One of the times when I checked out Impact, as I'm prone to do from time to time, was during the Davy Richards Angelina Love Loveathon, when they would make out on camera like every time they were on camera, and uh, they're wow. they're feuding with uh, so Eddie Eddie Edwards. Yeah, Eddie Edwards and and his chick, who his name I can't think of right now. Yeah, I don't even know if they're still together, honestly. <laughs> but I I do know that basically he, he lost like a loser leave town or something like that match because he was going to go into retirement and like they were gone from Impact for a month when it was announced they got divorced or they were splitting up or whatever. It's like oh, apparently Alicia Edwards. Thank you, Sam. Are they still married, Sam? Do you know? Are are, are they? I don't, I don't watch Impact, so I don't know if there's anything. But does she still wrestle or do anything? She's still involved in any way. Uh, so uh, my whole point is that I I don't feel like the NWA is doing anything to get the champions. If champions were getting over, it's because what the champions do. 
I mean, if people are cheering Kerry Morgan because he's out there wrestling on other promotions and good for him for going out there wrestling on other promotions, you know, and defending the title. Yeah. But that's that's probably Ricky Morton behind that. And by the way, can we stop seeing Ricky Morton in the ring? I have to throw that out. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, as replied as replied to Alicia Edwards, she's still there. I don't know about wrestling, but she sucks. <laughs> Sam is Sam is telling you like it is. She sucks. Well, well, uh, I don't really know how to respond to that and i'm not going to because we lose our we lose our pg-15 rating well let's, but, let's let's say this like for sure the nwa has a lot of obstacles that it's going to have to overcome we've, we've got a lot of programming coming at us hard and fast in the next few weeks because we have the live event which we're already predicting is not going to be very good uh just because there's a lot of um Things that I wouldn't consider, uh, you, you know, the, the wedding segment, you've got the, the mixed tag match, you've got the U.S. tag match, you've got the no tables match. I mean, all this could be fun and all this could be good, but, uh, you know, it, it doesn't compel me. None of this compels me to see the live power. They're going to do the contract signing for Cardona and, uh, and, and, and uh, Tyrus. Which will probably go as well as the wedding. Yeah, so I mean, all this doesn't really, it doesn't make me want to go order any of the pay-per-views, doesn't make me want to go to any of the live events, but I am I think that there could be still some entertaining stuff happening on these cards. You know, the Country Gentleman versus the Fixers might might be a lot better match than we, we are even uh, estimating, you know. Well, I don't, and this is one of those things, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad match. Right. I'm saying, why do I care? You have to give me a reason to care. This is a rematch. And I can't remember what happened the first time they met. Yeah. And so did something happen the first time they met that makes me want to see this again? No, it's just that's that's who they're putting up to the table. Because they don't have anybody. And, you know, it's, it's that type of thing. Just who... God, I hate the championship series. I really do. <laughs> I I don't hate it to be honest with you. I just think that uh, this well, again, this the, you can be wrong. I don't mind, but I I think this is the time where you take these where you had no storyline. You're going with a clean slate. This gives you a storyline to go forward with. Does it? It it, it could. Mm, we'll see. I don't think they did a lot good. Oh my gosh. I don't think they did a lot good out of it last year. I, I only one good thing came out of it last year, and that was Jack Stain's cash in. Oh, that was brilliant. That uh, since Billy, if if uh, his interview shows the best bit of production that he's done. That angle was the best angle that they've executed in almost a totally perfect manner. Probably since he's taken over the NWA. What happened afterwards, kind of weird, but, you know, 
that particular execution of that particular angle, I loved. And I'll certainly, certainly willing to give credit for, for whatever she, uh, uh, for whatever was done. I, I don't know, but, you know, again, Billy likes complicated. So Nick Aldis liked complicated. Uh, let's go back, you know, kiss, keep it simple, shithead. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I said this after they did all the other things and they were showing repeats of of uh, Primetime Live with the NWA matches on the show and they drew such big numbers. And I said then, you know, almost surprisingly big for something that was older. Everybody knew the results too and all that good stuff. And I said then, I go, you know, weird thing, wrestling fans like wrestling. Ain't that the truth, daddy? It's, it's the truth. I, they apparently don't like to talk about it, but it's, it's the truth. The, Heading to some weird times, daddy. Weird times. Sorry, weird. Jane, Jane wasn't here, so I had to uh, pull up for him. But hey, you know what? We're we're kind of rounding the circle here. Uh, it, we're we're right up about the two hour mark, and that's usually where we call it a night, anyway. So <laughs> that's the goal, anyways. It, uh, <laughs> that could be the goal. I think the other lines guys say it's the uh, the longest sixty minutes in in podcast because they usually go ninety. Uh, our goal is to go one twenty. We usually go like one eighty, sometimes more. But we'll, let's call it a night here. Um, of course, we'll be back on. Wait, Luthes wrestling needs more cards and less shows. That's that's deep, bro. You should put that on a Hallmark card. I like it. I thought we wanted events. Um, I think we want. Good wrestling. That's asking for a lot. James Bell said the Champion Series featured great wrestling and we're having a wedding and opportunity to show off live. Really strong matches and we get this crap. Exactly. That's okay. So James just capitalized on what I, I think what you were trying to say, DKM. It's what we've kind of been echoing in the last few weeks here. We have an opportunity. That now the NWA is back on YouTube. The no pay window. So everyone's welcome to come check it out. And the first time they're going to do a live to the Tuesday night live uh, power. And what are they doing? They're putting on some bullshit wedding, a bullshit contract signing, and some other things that we haven't cared about. They, next tag team match. They, they, and look, I want to, if you're going to give me a live event, put Camilla in the ring against somebody they haven't put in there in the ring against before. Uh, you know, somebody I haven't seen on TV, like a Rachel Ellering. I think she's out there in a free agent. You know, bring her in. That would get people talking. Holy shit, Rachel Ellering is coming. Wasn't Rachel Ellering an impact a few months ago? Wasn't Rachel Ellering a member of the uh, NXT at one point? That's the kind of stuff that would get people to tune in. A wedding, you know, and it, you know it's going to be some sort of ham and egg or screw job. It's going to be a bunch of a schmoz. Somebody's face is probably going to go into a wedding cake. You know, it probably, probably uh, may. And, and here's the thing about that. If none of it happens and it's just a wedding, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best thing that can happen is it becomes a schmoz. 
right? Where we moan and groan and go, I can't believe they did that. But if we sit there, because we're all expecting something. So if we just sit there and it's like a wedding and they go off happily to get married or to their honeymoon or whatever, all of us are going to sit there and go, what yep. the hell? Yep. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you have a live show, you have a chance to hook new fans. And, and look, and, not that I have a problem with Camille and Tom Latimer being in a mixed tag match, but nobody wants to see Camille and Angelina Love. Nobody wants to see Tom Latimer and uh, fake Davey Richards. Yep. I mean, there's nothing to build on off of it. Now, if they send Max the Impaler in to beat up everybody and set up a rematch between her, her and Camille, then oh. They and Camille. Then that's one, that's one thing. But wouldn't it have been easier just to put Camille in a match that we want to see? By the, by the way, I'm I'm driving yes. along. By the way, yes, I'm driving they, along. I'm driving along yesterday, and my internet was super spotty as I was driving, listening to the other lines, guys. And when Dave said that, should I object? This is all fake. I almost ran myself off the road laughing so hard. I popped super hard for that one. So, yes, Scooby, object. If they ask it, say, hell yes, this is all fake. I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm for that. Uh, DK, I, I kind of want to wrap tonight's show up. So, let's. what's your final thought for this week? And then we'll, we'll close it up. Hammerstone, best champion in wrestling right now. And again, you can see Hammerstone on February the 4th in Philly taking on Jacob Fatu at the 2300 Arena. Tickets are on sale now. This is a World Heavyweight Championship match that I would like to see. I think, uh, you know, if you're not going to be there live, make sure you check out the pay-per-view or however you can watch it later because it looks pretty good to me. Uh, DKM, if folks want to follow you on the social medias, how can they do that? At DKMFWTX on any social media that I'm on. I will warn you, I will add anybody basically on Facebook, but don't annoy me. Because <laughs> you will be blocked. You will. I've had a couple of people recently that's been sending me DMs to go you know, check out my site, check out my, the check out. That's not how I use Facebook. You want to DM me and Twitter, that type of stuff. You probably can. I'll probably ignore it, but you can probably, but you can, but in Facebook, I mainly use that to keep in touch with friends and family. If you annoy me, I will block you in a heartbeat and never remember your name. So you've been warned. All right. Well, then, um, how can they follow you on social media? You said Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, that's, I think, Snap. I'm on Snap. I'm on... Uh, Snap is for the loose women. Why do you think I'm on it? <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, TikTok. Yeah. 
We're gonna do a TikTok together next time I see you. Maybe at Jaden, uh, uh, the the Dangerous Gentleman Wrestling Gladiators event. Maybe we get Jaden. Now, when you say we're gonna do a TikTok together, you do, better do, mean TikTok. I don't do any of this. I, you you will not find me on a video in uh on TikTok. I occasionally will do the nows, even though I don't fully understand why. But I, yeah, I have no videos. Do not look. Do not we're look. Gonna, we're gonna change that in twenty twenty three. Hey, uh, we're gonna have uh, Mims on next week. I think we're gonna do it after. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know when a good time to do it is. So, Maybe it'll, so. What's his official name? Strong boy Mims. Strong boy, not big strong, just strong boy Mims. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to ask him. I'll ask him in the interview. So tell we'll him, have tell him not to use boy. Big strong Mims is better. Big strong Mims. We'll have big strong Mims here on uh, the podcast next week. I'm just gonna lock down a date. We were supposed to have uh, Tito, uh, bad dude Tito, uh, this week, and unfortunately, uh, just some scheduling errors on my end. I I, uh, I did not have a good time for him so hopefully we'll have him on sometime next week as well then of course we're looking to get uh, luke hawks and lock him down very soon uh i'm in early negotiations i have poil damar come on for one of our live podcasts so you're gonna see some more content here coming soon i do appreciate you guys being here of course you can follow us at the alliance blog on really almost all social media we're on we're on facebook we're on twitter on Instagram, we're on the TikTok. You will see me do dad jokes there. Um, also, we're looking to do. Uh, uh, we're on Hive as well. Um, Tumblr, Hive. Hive uh, we'll talk about that offline. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, so we're just trying to get out there and and do more more content. Uh, of course, this Saturday I will be at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's Red Carpet Rumble in Mesa, Arizona. So if you're following my accounts, make sure you're tuned in because you'll see some uh, some live videos, some pictures, and hopefully we'll have the results and all that stuff up on the website. Uh, and then uh, w- if, if nothing else, we'll see you on Tuesday for the pre-party, Wednesday for the other guys, and, and, and Jaden and I and DK, let me say that again, DKM Jaden and I will be back here next Thursday to do pretty much this again because there won't be another episode of power so uh we do appreciate you guys being here each and every week you guys do make this show so much fun for us and uh you know that's going to do it until next time we'll see you at the matches thanks for joining the stream this has been a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com we genuinely appreciate your support would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode i'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every tuesday at 5 p.m before nwa power you can find us on social